All right. Can you talk again? I just want to check volume. There you are. Okay. That's much better. I mean, not better because I can hear you, but, you know. <laughs> oh, stop. Enough with the facade, Dave. I mean, I did ask you to speak at my wedding, so this this comes that was a mistake. probably a little hollow. <laughs> it wasn't a mistake. There are like at least there are probably at least five or six people that uh, downloaded the podcast. So that was also a numbers, mistake, buddy. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's their mistake. That's fine. God bless you. <laughs> They're about to figure that out. Uh, so mm. I put to put this together pretty much this afternoon uh, because mm. I did think, hey, maybe there actually will be some people from your wedding that will click subscribe because when I talk at weddings, I tend to promote my uh, podcast ventures uh, that, well, I was about to say that will never change, but then Dave can attest this, but every other week I'm like, ah, podcasting, who needs it? And then the next week I'm <laughs> scheduling the next 10 years of our Nine lives. Nine episodes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I was considering them because the last episode we had in the can was the 1960s uh, French film Black Girl, and I was like, "That's yeah. that's not the not the best, crowd pleaser." Best foot forward as far as hey, listen to our podcast, and then immediately expecting, "Ah, you've probably not seen this. Uh, enjoy the show." Yeah. So something a little populous, something that you and I both, I guess, raced out to the a theaters little. to see. Um, yeah, what did John Wick do? Did like seventy million or something opening weekend? Yeah, seventy-eight, I think. A warning of the cost of tyranny. You must intend to join your concierge. Not today. Per the old ways and the old laws, John Wick calls you to a duel. To settle your differences the old-fashioned way, as gentlemen should. You speak of the old ways as if you know them. A man of Mr. Wick's station cannot issue such a challenge. He has his family's crest. Hmm. Berlin. Roscaroma challenged the acceptance of Mr. Wick back into the fold. It's all there. Recorded history now. And why would I accept this from a second-rate seat? Because there are rules, and without them... We live with the animals. Exactly. Mm. Times are changing. A new day is dawning. New ideas, new rules, new management. Yet you will accept, because we all still sit beneath the table. And even you are not immune to the consequences of failure. Pretty good for now. Surpassing, I think, the original film's total run in like two days. <laughs> um, yes. Which actually kind of caught me off guard because I always considered John Wick like this massive success. But I guess it was like an old fashioned, like slow get to video yeah. type, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, were you there, Dave? I think I told you this before yeah, that it was yeah. the rare Kentucky sneak. For John Wick, I guess, assuming lots of guns and don't mess with my dog. That was like we got it a few weeks early, right. and they like took our phones it's from perfect. us. It's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So I was there yeah, early. You did for tell John me Wick. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, John Wick is definitely um, a favorite of mine for many reasons. One, 
Keanu Reeves, one of my favorites for many, many years. And also, um, shockingly good, the original. Like, I remember thinking, this will be entertaining. And then I was blown away by it. And now it's become this massive worldwide sensation with four movies. Who who would yes. have ever thought that we would get here with John Wick? Um, did you rewatch any of the John Wicks before Chapter 4? I did not. Um, I, I reviewed the Wikipedia synopsis of, because I was like, what happened in two and what happened in three? Which one was Halle Berry in? Uh, that was three, I think. That I was three. That was three. Um, yes. Two uh, was the one with the, um, uh, the, the non-binary actor who Batwoman, you know, right? Speak and, the first yeah, Batwoman, yeah. I think. Yes. Yes. That's okay. correct. I can't yes. remember the name. Of the actor, but Batwoman, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, not speaking too well towards, like, you know, yes, we're uh, welcoming all uh, type of uh, actors and performers here, but this is Dave and I showing our age where you have to have been a movie star in the 90s for us to remember who <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, I think she was in Orange is the New Black I, think, I never watched uh, it, so briefly. I, I didn't even watch Batwoman, so I, I'm just whatever. Um, Nobody watched that. You're fine. <laughs> I did not uh, double dip, as it were, for John Wick. I'm pretty sure I've seen the first film ten times or something. It was, yeah, you know, uh, a great fantastic. joy, a brevity. That was back when the series was the normal. <laughs> there time. it is. Normal. There it is. didn't take you long. <laughs> Man. Um, Unlike John Wick 4. It did not take you long to, to get your jokes. Almost three hours. Um, so the thing I liked about you know John Wick proper, the first one, was the, the little hints I get at the world building and the mythology, which I guess they totally embraced as the series progressed. Um, and it's an awful lot of sprinkles um, that I think you know makes me a little a little sick. The, um, the word you're searching for is nonsense. That's 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 what you're yeah. searching for here. He plays with he this pays mythology, with coins, right? And gold, and yeah. you know that's it's it's just a visual this gag. Is, I mean, I have been saying this basically since the second movie came out, and I just want to be clear: I at least enjoy every one of the movies in this. In, in these four. I think they're all really fun. I enjoy them. But I think the farther we get into the mythology, and I and I think you probably feel the same way, but I think we're in the minority because everyone I hear talk about this loves the mythology. And I'm just kind of, I kind of, I kind of gloss over like, oh, the high table and the, you know, the, the markers and the, like, I, what I love about the first movie is it's so simple. Man loses his wife. Wife gives him dog. They kill the dog. I kill everyone. That's great. I don't need anything deeper than that. It's perfect. It's streamlined. It's efficient. Well, and then the action is top notch. It's hyper masculine, even in its premise. Uh, man loses yes. <laughs> woman, dog, car. It's like that's, you know, you come up with a car. Right. That's right. And the, yeah, all of that dead. is tied together. Um, <laughs> and then he goes and kills everyone. So as a dog lover, you know, I, I certainly love that. I know do yep. you do as well. Um, the mythology and the world building, um, it's not necessary, really. Like, I didn't I didn't watch them again. I didn't uh, read the Wikipedia entries like yourself. It's just an excuse for set pieces, and that's where this movie yeah. shines. Um, because, boy, yes. can you see you know, all the money on the screen. Like, if you go to <laughs> yes. our last month when we did a very slight review of Ant-Man uh, 3, 
uh, if you go to the Patreon feed, uh, we both said this is one of the ugliest movies we've ever seen on screen. So much so we thought that there was a 3D filter. There was something wrong with the projection. No, that's just <laughs> Ant-Man, and that's yeah. just Marvel's visual effects. This, however, I feel like I see everything up there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I'm still kind of complaining a little bit. I'm like, it, it is the it is the excess where it's like there will be – this will definitely be a demo unit type thing. Like if oh, you, in yeah. the old-fashioned yeah. Best Buy days where they're trying to sell you a TV – this would be one yep. you just play over and over. You just play different totally. sequences, and it's going to move televisions. As far as in one go watching it, um, it does lean a little bit into that Marvelization where it feels like a TV series. Um, but they're just mm. pulling – it's Jason Bourne for – non-government assassins right like even the the very premise that we're at uh, the fourth one i think jason Bourne went to five i I came out of it thinking gee that seems like an awful lot of trouble manpower and financial (laughs) loss to kill a man who's not even in your business anymore he just wants to go to the park (laughs) yes yeah so as i'm watching this so it's interesting as i get further away from it i actually like it a little bit more than i did as I was sitting watching there it. <laughs> watching <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> so long. So here's the thing is there are about a thousand sequences and moments in this movie that are so damn cool. Like in a vacuum, so cool that you can't, that's kind of undeniable, but the path we go on to get there is so long and so all seemingly random that I ended up having trouble with it as I'm watching it. The best comparison I could I could give for the path of this movie. So you're a, you're a gamer as well. You play video games as well. Mm-hmm. We've all gone through this where you're going through a video game and you have a very certain thing you have to get done. You have to go, you know, beat the final boss, whatever. And then you're about to do it. Although and they're like, well, actually our wives may call that into question. Do you have to get this yeah, done? Do you have <laughs> Not to really? And then right before you get there, they're like, actually you have to get these nine items before uh, you can face it. And that's what this movie is like. Okay, now you have to go to Germany. Okay, now you got to meet with the family. Now you got to get branded. Now you got to do all these things. And it's just like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is cool. And yet, I just want us to get where we're going. Like, there's no reason this movie has to be three hours long. But there's so much cool about it. The The set pieces are great. Uh, Donnie Yen is fantastic in this movie. He's probably the best part of the entire film. You know, Keanu's great as the as the stoic hero, as you know, you mentioned on one of your other podcasts that I just listened to, um, where he's just projecting fantastic film. at that. So cool. Once again, projecting uh, film. <laughs> projecting film. Another great <laughs> podcast that I will never I just be want on Dave again. to say it. Uh, <laughs> Keep interrupting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Until he does. So it does feel like almost like, you know, you mentioned the kind of television style of this. It would almost be better. If this was like a six episode thing on HBO, when they have this much money and really go for it or make it into two movies or shorten this up because there's so much good about it. Yeah, there's so much good about um, it. But like you're just sitting there in the theater, just kind of, okay, (laughs) let's get there. I'm glad you continued your thought because I almost got myself in trouble. I'll just go ahead and say it. Whatever. Uh, We have new listeners. Let's let them know what they're in for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ruin it only right in this specific context in this area <laughs> did harvey weinstein do ah, oh, quentin tarantino oh, <laughs> a favor with kill bill in a, a, a pure cash grab saying yeah. we need to split this movie up into two volumes because i wonder if you're saying that you have fonder feelings 
um, you know, a few days out from John Wick from actually experiencing it, which is usually the opposite reaction. Usually you sit on something yes. and you're like, eh, I'm not as high on it as I was during the <laughs> right, experience. Right. Would we feel that sort of like hangover effect from Kill Bill if it had been one three plus hour, almost four hour volume where you'd be like, yeah, there's a lot yeah. that's great, but God, that was a tough sit. Yes, I, I think 100% that is the experience. Um, and it's one of those that I think if you did make this into part four and part five, chapter four and chapter five, I think it would be one of those things where we would lie to ourselves and say like, God, I wish it was just all in one, like I've been saying about <laughs> Kill Bill forever. Yeah. But the thought of like seeing a brand new movie that's two hours and 49 minutes and like, let's be real. Like, I love action movies. I love Keanu. But these are simple films. Like, they don't really need this amount of runtime. It just feels like, well, we have all these great ideas and we don't really want to make it into two movies. We just want to throw it all together and we're not really willing to make cuts. Like, how long was the original cut of this movie? If this one ended up being two hours hour. and 50 I think minutes. they said it was almost four. Um, so... I mean, all credit Ugh. to, you know, the, the director here, um, what is his name? Chad, Chad Stahelski. Uh, um, which I, I think he comes from stunt background, correct? Yeah. I think yeah, he comes from. Yeah, he's a stunt from, man. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all credit to him. He's taking a shot. Like if you're saying, okay, this, this is, well, this yeah. could be the last John Wick movie. I think that was the intention. And then I, even today on my phone, I was seeing notifications like John Wick 5 back on the table because. It you know, yeah, it made all this it made money. money. Yeah, or yeah. spinoffs or like yeah, sure. But credit to him that if he's going to get his one shot, you're going to give me. I don't yeah. know what the budget for this was, but certainly it's ample because it's the fourth and a very successful franchise. And now it's the most successful of those series. Um, he put the money on the screen, and, and so every idea that he probably had for like what something all cool I can do that I may not get <laughs> if I'm not working, he threw it up there. Um, yes. So I I respect that, and it's certainly different from the MCU, where (laughs) they have this $200 million at least budget, and you're like, it seems like you didn't have anything. You're playing with the toys, but what, you know, what, you had no cool ideas for for these characters? Um, And it's one of the times where I can't say, like, oh, you know, John Wick is R-rated. Okay, but John Wick, the character here, I think I saw some factoid that, like, Keanu Reeves only has, like, less than like 380 words spoken in this yeah. film. Yep. It's not like the main character is giving you a ton to, to do. It's no. like, it's pretty much all like what, how do I want to move this action figure around? And I'm not knocking Keanu Reeves. Cause this is no definitely a throwback to, you know, the Clint Eastwood spaghetti Westerns, as far as the, mm-hmm. the man with no name, it's, it's, it's certainly fitting within that, that style. Um, but it, it really does reflect like watching, you know, and we, we also saw Creed three was a first time uh, director with Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. man, does it make the Marvel movies look bad of late that yeah, you have these people absolutely. taking these big swings when they get mm-hmm. to an entry in a, a successful franchise. So other than, no, I t- and by the way, I totally agree with you. I love seeing these big swings. Like Michael B. Jordan essentially decided to make a boxing anime movie and mm-hmm. God bless him for it. Like he went for it. And same thing here you have. And interestingly, like it, it's so long and has so many action sequences, but I don't think there's a weak sequence in the movie. I think they're all great. Um, but I have like one quibble with these action sequences One of the great things about John Wick to me is that despite the nonsense and the -the over-the-top and the crazy body count, 
it does feel relatively grounded and realistic. Like you see him struggling to get up. You see him getting winded. All these, you see him constantly reloading. It's not just endless bullets. This movie kind of breaks the reality here. Like there's a lot of sequences where I'm like, oh, John Wick is fucking dead. Like there's, you don't survive that. Like you just fell out of a five story window through an automobile uh, and then he just fucking gets up and dusts himself off and kind of gets back to it. And it, it does feel like, as you mentioned, Chad Stahelski throwing everything at the screen. So like, yeah, I want to see Keanu fly out of a window and go through a minivan. But like at a certain point, you just kind of like it loses its luster. Like and then you have him, you know, tumbling down 27 flights of stairs and you're kind of like. All right, uh, every bone in your body is broken right now. Like, there's no way you're getting up. Um, so that was an issue for me, and it kind of takes away a little bit of the fun and the stakes of it, where you're kind of like, yeah, I know we're rooting for John Wick, and we want him to get up, obviously, but there are so many moments where you're like, okay, I, this is stretching my belief, whereas the other movies actually don't really do that. Like, the world itself stretches belief, but the actions within it, I don't think they do. Um, even John Wick getting his finger cut off. Like, you're like, okay, I could, I could see this man doing that. He's a man of great will and he would be willing to take this step. And this movie, uh, it borders on silliness in certain sequences, but the action is so damn cool that you kind of forgive it and you kind of let it go. I guess that's a problem with like most action sequels is the, the fear that if we're not topping ourselves, like we don't have a reason for being, um, it is one of those things where the characters themselves are interesting, but slight. Like, I, you know, it's hard for me to argue like, well, you know, a little more talky, a little less punchy here, because I, <laughs> when I mentioned Tarantino, I don't remember having that feeling with like something like the hateful eight, like, oh, this is too long. And it's mainly just people sitting, talking shit in a room. Yep. I don't know if that just works my mind more where I'm just more actively engaged with wondering what will happen next. Whereas something like John wick, I was like, well, they're probably gonna have to shoot somebody here where he's gonna have to run for a little bit. It doesn't, I found myself zoning out. Don't you think because there's only so much punishment a body can take, where it's like you can talk for hours and hours and hours and build the suspense. Whereas this is like, okay, you've been shot 19 times in the chest and this whole, I don't know. The whole bit with like the Kevlar suit is getting it. really old for me. Like it looks like Dracula, like covering his face. Yeah. Like it's, I'm just like, no, this is silly. Like I don't, I don't like this anymore. Like there was a little bit of that, I think, in the second movie, but it feels like they went overboard here. And honestly, the only sequel or spinoff I want from the John Wick world right now is a prequel with John Wick and Donnie Yen's character, like. Wrecking shit. Like, I, I would absolutely watch that. Because Donnie Yen has still got it. Like, and same thing with Keanu Reeves. He's 58. And he's still doing all this. And incredibly so. Both of them are fantastic together on screen. And they seem to have a kind of shorthand between the two of them without a lot of dialogue. That I'm just like, I just want... Anytime they weren't on screen together, I was kind of like hoping that one or the other one would show up. You know? Like, that stuff really worked for me. And... You know, the main villain was ridiculous and silly, and but clearly having a great time chewing scenery. So I was kind of down for that, too. But just like everything else, it just takes a little bit, not a little bit, quite a bit too long <laughs> to get where it's going. I like where it's going, and I even like the journey, but it's like, man, can we just get a little red line sequence like from Indiana Jones? Can we just get to where we're going, please? 
Well, I mean, it's got a 94% from both audience and critics on Rotten Tomatoes. I was very surprised by that, honestly. Like, that shocked me. You know, I'm all for, like, uh, genre filmmaking uh, getting more love than from the traditional, I guess, top critics. Uh, It does make me wonder if by, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, um, some could say the Academy, by expanding, has changed the taste. Although I think that's a little bit different because... Uh, the Academy Awards now has more of a like international uh, flair to mm. it, where you're going to see films from other parts of the world because they've expanded their their voting base in that regard. Um, unfortunately, if it's internet based, it's probably going to be uh, horror films and uh, yes. action uh, are going to get more love than they tra- traditionally did. And sometimes that's fine, but some of the pull quotes I remember from the TV spots is like you know like the Godfather of action films. And okay, <laughs> I mean it likes. <laughs> I wish it was, you know, um, I, one thing, if you're going to compare it to Godfather is, uh, certainly there's less action in Godfather, but it's far more impactful when it is, yes. um, it's far yes. more, maybe not impressive aesthetically as far as the amount of uh, giant men, uh, running down steps at Killer Reeves, but you know, Al Pacino handled his business just going to the toilet <laughs> and then coming yeah. out and James you know. Cotton, not so much. He, he had a little more trouble. Well, like, I think he, he had to throw a piece of uh, wood at someone and throw a guy over, you know, a uh, fence. That was nice. Um, I found myself, it, it's one of those things where I try not to um, think like, why is this movie not like this when it's something totally unreasonable? Uh, I'd, you know, you and I had had a conversation on projecting film uh, very briefly about Cocaine Bear, just like a little 10 minute bit um, where I had talked about, well, I guess our shared passion for The Edge, the David Mamet written <laughs> bear movie. And Hell I thought, yeah. man, if you got David Mamet just to write the script for this, you know, you, you have Stahelski do all the, the, the action. He can design all those set pieces. But if you just gave Lawrence Fishburne and Lance Reddick, um, Ian McShane, just the Mamet words and Keanu can just be the stoic guy. Just all that shit talking right. in those back rooms. I mean, Cause what's the, what's the Val Kilmer, uh, Mammoth movie Spartan we watched. did on this feed yeah off screen yeah, death you can, the show I, you're listening clearly, to clearly yes <laughs> go look for it uh, because I mean that is another character who doesn't talk a whole lot like Mammoth can do that like you think Mammoth you think talky but he can he manages the action hero stuff too um, and that would be amazing like but this is this is just not quite that like I see the <laughs> you imagine and, David Mammoth getting the email or the call from his agent saying they want you to write john wick four um and he'd probably just say how much cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> Give exactly so so it's interesting you mentioned the rotten tomatoes thing and i of course like after i saw the movie and i wasn't like super high in it i was like overall positive but not like oh my god amazing mm-hmm. so i looked and i was very surprised to see that number but then you start looking at the reviews and they're all like it's a little silly. It borders on satiring itself, but I had a good time. That's what passes for ninety-four mm. percent on right. It's a tomatoes. thumbs up, thumbs down. Effectively, is what yeah. they're they're trying to do. Yeah. But yeah. on our show, where currently we're looking the you know the ten-year project to look at the uh, two thousand twenty-two sight and sound list, and then our various choices where you're looking at the more well-regarded and I look at the the trash or whatever's on stars. By the way, <laughs> I got an email today saying, Hey, um, your stars is getting ready to renew for six months for like $44. And I was like, Oh no, 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 that's not, that's Too not, much. that's not how we do things stars. <laughs> so I start the process of canceling and I've still got it on my phone screen. I haven't like 
because I canceled once and they said, what about six months for $18? Which I'm like, well, that's quite the jump. Mm, And then I say, no, it's still too much. And they come back. The next screen says, well, about $15 for six. And I'm wondering how far, (laughs) how far can I take (laughs) it? How can I get them down? (laughs) It's amazing to me that you fight this. Like, because if you paid $7 a month for stars, you would still be getting your money's worth. Cause yeah. you stars more than stars does. Like you are, but you're like, no, I think I they know see. this. I think someone in their company, they're like, uh, Mike Deniston is canceling. And they're like, Oh no, something's wrong with our service. If he's, yeah. <laughs> if he's canceling, if he's bailing on us. We make that to reboot the whole thing. Like, <laughs> but the premise of our show is like basically looking at the things that have been designated as this has held up uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, historically, aesthetically uh whatever the reason is the influence the reach i've seen a lot of comments on podcasts uh letterboxd and what have you um where this is i don't think it's an unfair assessment say this is the the best action franchise of the last decade i'm like "Mm, okay says more about the decade than it does the series but but... where do you think john wick maybe not necessarily four but where do you think the series will hold up you know, decades from now. I mean, I think it'll hold up well. Like, I I don't think there's that many action franchises that are great all the way through. Most of them dip really deep (laughs) after you get to part two and part three. And I think all these movies are still enjoyable. But the things I keep saying are like, you know, this is not only greatest franchise, this is one of the greatest action movies ever made. This is perfect, blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, but what what other action franchises are there? I mean, you've got Speed. <laughs> there's basically one movie. OK, let's stop there. Uh, the Expendables. There's one decent movie. The first one. And it kind of dips there. I mean, if you want to throw in things like Rocky as an action franchise, which is a stretch. But that, there's still gigantic ups and downs. I think, actually, this franchise, if you were to kind of average the score of all four, I'm not sure that there are many better action franchises, actually. Like, and I think because the first one is so good, like to me, the first John Wick, and I will say this clearly, the first John Wick is a perfect action film. I would not change a single thing about it. I think it is flawless. So when you start (laughs) that high, everything after is going to feel, at least at the start, like a little bit of a disappointment. But when you get some distance from it, like they're still really enjoyable action films. And like when the third one came out, I was lucky enough then to live in a place that had an Alamo draft house and I got to see them back to back to back. And it was fantastic. It was a great, great time. And I actually can't think of many franchises that are more fun. Certainly not Die Hard. Die Hard may be the most uneven, right? You have Die Hard 1 and then you have Die Hard with a Vengeance and the rest are kind of... Yeah. Ooh. I um, (laughs) I actually tried to watch... um, I think I'd never seen the fourth one. Is that Live Free or Die Hard, I think? Oh, man, that's the worst one. But the Kevin awful. Smith is the hacker, uh, the good oh, hacker. Oh, no, I, I was thinking of the other one, the one that the, he goes to, like, Chernobyl. Like That's with a... his uh, son, the guy from Suicide Squad. Like, one of those many, like, Australians awful. they tried to force upon us, and we, we said no. Garbage. Garbage. Um, yeah. Live Free Die Hard is not bad. That's the solid Die Hard movie. It's, I really it's only think little, of one and three. It's a... It's a little super superhero-y, yeah. like it moved John McClane into un, untouchable kind of level, but, you know, it's fine. But that that's really up and down, too. What about you? Are, are there other action franchises think, that you're like, okay, I hold this up? 
I think Die Hard is, you know, I, I consider it, it's, I guess, 90s. I know the first one's late 80s and maybe the second one's like 89 or 90. Um, and granted, yeah. yes, uh, they took some time off. Like it's like, um, <laughs> what, sure, like almost sure. 10 years in between entries, like from four to five. Um, but if you want to say Die Hard and then in the 2000s, is it Jason Bourne? And then John Wick, or that is that kind yeah, of the sequencing? Yeah. And and I mean, if you want to throw like the Matrix as an action franchise in there, I mean that's obviously pretty heavy sci-fi, but it leans very heavy. So you on brought the up action speed earlier, which I think is uh, the best Die Hard that's not Die Hard is is speed. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also hate Steven Seagal, and I don't think I've ever sat through like Under Siege. Um, Passenger I mean, 57 with Wesley Snipes. I think I liked it when I was a kid, but I've not. I always say. bet on black. I mean, it's hard <laughs> to go wrong. Well, I, having watched all these the Marvel movies, I don't know if any one of them have come close to Blade 1 or 2. Blade 1 or 2 are, are awesome. They they haven't. Not even close. No. Blade 1 and Blade 2 are better than anything the MCU has ever put out. So we've got we've got our weird like Bruce Willis, Wesley Snipes, but <laughs> is Keanu the guy? Speed, Matrix, John Wick, is he, you know, the yes. rightful heir? Um, yeah, I really think he is. And if you had told me that, even after Speed came out, I would not have believed you. I would have thought but it was a one-off ca- type thing, change yeah, of pace. absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, and you could even go back further and you have Point Break. Um, but that, I think, is much more dependent on Swayze mm-hmm. than it is on Keanu Reeves. Um, but I think the interesting thing about Keanu Reeves' action career is it's not consistent it's not like i am action hero that's all i'm gonna do he does a lot of other different things and he does romantic comedies straight up romances martial arts films he does kind of a bunch of stuff and i just actually heard him on a podcast um and he talked about like his dream right now is like i just i want to make it to 100 movies i want to be in 100 movies that's that's my goal before i die i want to be in 100 movies and but like when it comes to his action franchises he hasn't really had a misstep all of his action franchise, if he makes it past one movie in a franchise, it's really good. And they're very different. Speed is way different from The Matrix, which is way different from John Wick. Like, it, So it's different styles of um, of action hero. Um, like, Granted, most of them are relatively quiet, but I think they're quiet in different ways. Um, John Wick is quiet because he's gone through a lot of trauma. Um the Neo is a little bit quiet because he's constantly confused because he's being introduced to this brand new world. But if you want to be a dick about it, you could say Keanu Reeves is perfectly cast for that because he's kind of Boo, naturally Dave. confused. Come on now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, speed, he's in over his head, right? So you have these very different styles, but they all kind of work. And I'm a Keanu defender. I think, I think Keanu is actually a very talented actor in a very certain niche. Um, if you put him in the right positions, I think he's fantastic. And John Wick is like perfect for his set of skills. Like it's just right on point for everything he should be. I guess now that I just said that and made that terrible joke, the other action uh, hero of the last 10 to 20 years is Liam Neeson. Mm, um, yeah. The Taken franchise, which I did not even think of because the first Taken is great. And the rest of them are just kind of filler. Like they're kind of the same thing over and over and over again. It's and definitely now he more... keeps making them classic uh you know 80s action where people really only remember the first one and then they you know they suck pretty fast 
That reminds me, I had a question. I was listening to your to your episode on Keanu mm. today, and projecting you guys film. were talking about, I think, on projecting film. I think Hyra brought up the fact that like action really started in the eighties. Mm. What about like Charles Bronson stuff, like Death Wish? Doesn't that fit into the action mold? The revenge story? Yeah, I, I guess it's like uh, I wonder. I'm gonna put words in his mouth, which is fine. Uh, it's actually probably better for him. He won't um, remember. It's fine. Yeah. Um, is it is is he really putting that from the viewpoint of like a young man of the action genre starring guys I would like to be those characters uh, versus <laughs> oh, you don't want to be Charles Bronson? <laughs> well, it's the grime and something you horrible shouldn't. had to happen to you first. I mean, certainly in you know Commando with Arnold, his daughter is kidnapped and he has to travel the yeah. globe. But it's never really in doubt, and it seems like yeah. he's just been waiting for this trauma to happen. Finally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which is you know similar, I guess, to to taken in that way. But uh, I mean, the one big difference when you were uh, sort of citing all of Keanu's accomplishments in the action genre is that as different and varied as the settings are, or maybe the backstory for the characters, uh, even John Wick, where he's like you know death incarnate, uh, that's his reputation. We don't. We only see that in his actions, which are justified. We don't see right. it in his assassinations. Uh, you don't see, um, like in, in Kill Bill, where he murders someone like in front of their child, that sort of thing, where it leaves you. Right, right. Hmm, yeah, that was justified. But um, And it's strange that we have an action star who uh, leads with like kindness, and for the right. most part. Through, like, if you, I rewatched Speed recently, not really for anything just but pure enjoyment which is blasphemous so for for movie podcaster um, we should talk about speed next week just and, for fun oh it's it's great uh he's just like a nice guy like yeah, genuinely yeah. like a nice guy he's a, a slight smart ass but nowhere near like a john mcclain like smart ass totally. where he's like ruined all of his relationships people can't stand working with him blah blah, blah until it's a day to die hard uh but Keanu yes. Reeves, you know there's there's something about him that i think it's part the internet persona of his, mm-hmm. um, but I don't. I know he's played a villain in the Sam Raimi movie, The Gift, where he's like um, sure. a domestic, uh, you know, violence incarnate, I guess. But right. I don't think I don't think people would accept it now. Even even John no. Wick, where he is he is the guy who has killed thousands, and we've witnessed half of them we've on watched. screen. <laughs> yes. We're still like that's a nice guy. You know, he's nice to his yeah, friends. Yeah, he's a good dude. He and likes Morpheus his dog. are still hanging out in the sewers and <laughs> yes, all of that. Yes. So something just occurred to me. Um, one of the reasons I like the first movie is that even though it's different and he's stoic, it still does have those action movie beats those moments those quotable lines you know whether it's you know with a fucking pencil like that whole bit or when john wick finally decides all right that's fucking enough you know i'm thinking i'm back like you have that trailer moment you have that raw raw moment as you're watching it like fuck yeah we're finally gonna unleash this guy and then the next three movies he's just been unleashed for so long and never speaks that you kind of miss the the kind of fun camp of the first one mm. it just it just goes so far into like we have a bunch of money now and now we need to build a backstory when like the thing that made the first one great was the simplicity you missed and the john action wick of it all being his own hype man like yeah, yeah fuck just, yeah you know. yeah i'm thinking i'm back give me that <laughs> throw that sound clip in there i get hyped just thinking about that it's great <laughs> i think that's um it's one of those things it's like the the athlete 
um, who constantly is looking for some uh, way that he's Slight. been insulted or his, his team. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but you just won three straight championships. What are you, what are you talking about? How, how can you and still I, feel slighted? That sort of thing. The, yeah. the, the See, last And dance. I took that personally. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they've, uh, you know, I agree with you. That it's certainly more fun in the original though, when the emotion is raw, but um, Keanu as John Wick in the later entries is more like, uh, can we all just stop? I'm so stop? tired. Okay. I, I, <laughs> okay. I guess I, I guess I I'm gonna shoot you in the face. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are again. I mean, and I think you know the fourth movie. We all kind of feel that way. Like, mm. can we? Okay. Can we so stop? That, that leads into my last question. So, <laughs> okay. Lionsgate. You know, I, I, th- I think they're definitely trying to to sell themselves off to some. You know, a streamer, or Amazon. Please, someone buy us. So they've got. They're floating an idea of one more John Wick, another one. Do you think that goodwill will continue from the audience into the fifth one? Or does this fourth one have a finality to it? Now, granted, an Im- ambiguous finality, so they can there's yeah. wiggle room. But do you think audiences will accept another three, three-and-a-half-hour excursion? I mean, honestly, I have to say yes, because I didn't think they would this time. Mm. Um, but they clearly did. <laughs> Made almost $100 million in a post-pandemic world, so... There is clearly a desire to see more John Wick. So, who am I to doubt the great Keanu Reeves until I'm until he's proven wrong? So, do you think that the uh, I was thinking of the Bourne series, which did have a drop off, but I don't think it was from the trilogy one through three. It was when they tried to spend out to fucking Renner. Jerry Renner. Um, <laughs> hope you recover. Who I like as an actor, Whatever. I want to make it clear, but but no. um, I feel like that. That turned audiences. Even when Matt Damon came back, it's like it just wasn't. It just wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I have. I have some concerns for for John Wick in the sense that you get through four movies, as you said, that are are pretty good. Uh, that's the yeah. the Deniston stamp of approval. First one's excellent. The others are pretty good. There's got to be. There's going to be some fuck up. I just don't believe that you've. Uh, this this is very much like this is like Brady esque. Like coming back for one more. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you've yeah, accomplished this enough. It's not going to work out for you, man. <laughs> you won more than anyone ever has. Can you fucking chill? <laughs> nope. It's just I got divorced. I'm ready. <laughs> See, you lose the supermodel uh, wife. Um, yeah. You, you go and play for the Buccaneers again and you, you win Ugh. a terrible NFC South. And I think that's where the average American is like, I don't get this anymore. Like, I don't, you know, as much this as we why, like excess. <laughs> this is why he should have come to play for the 49ers. No, no. You feel like there's a, a championship. Because, because, <laughs> because Tom Brady is indestructible. He never gets injured. Unlike every 49ers. I was going to say, until you put on that uniform, then <laughs> yes. <laughs> Then he dies it's the on the field. kryptonite for quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I know that they're going to make another one because this made money, but I kind of wish they wouldn't. I like this as an ending. I think it's poetic to end it in the way that they did I without giving away too much. I really like it. I think the the only problems I have with the movie, other than the length and the ridiculous nature of it, is I think they lean a little too much into the dog comedy uh, mm. in this movie. Like it's it's a little over the top, but the whole movie's over the top. And like you said, throw everything at the screen, Chad. Whatever you want to do, because people apparently are going to come in droves to see this movie. And uh, next week, uh, Dungeons and Dragons will t- take over the box office. Another ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> what is going on here? What world do we? Everyone's just happy that movies are back in theaters. I think. 
I mean, A.O. Scott has left the <laughs> left the New York Times movie reviews. Now we just got a bunch of fucking teenagers reviewing mm. movies who are like, I like things that go bang. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> this is where we're at. They're going to have to, <laughs> they're gonna have to come to off-screen death or projecting film then for serious highbrow criticism. Well, that we first talk about one, Tom yes. Brady's death if he was in a Niners jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it makes sense in context. It's fine. All of my emotions feel the same, feel the same. You don't like where this is going. Look away, look away. You're not in my way, you're in my path. Look at that. All of my emotions feel the same. What a laugh to cover your tattoo. documentary at the last episode talk about excess it would fit in still yeah Um, white privilege baby we're here (laughs) but consider this our olive branch of like here's something that you probably have seen or at least aware of before we dive back into stuff that i think is on tubi streaming so (laughs) yeah baby (laughs) it's there the mark of quality Uh, I wish Tubi had like a podcast platform I could apply to. I would put us on, oh, on Tubi for yeah, sure. Man. I would I would just watch Tubi movies. I wonder if there's Good a movie go. podcast that just covers whatever's on Tubi. There probably is like that very <laughs> yeah. particular subset. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to be them. All right. 